0: Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be talking about my top 12 quarterback rankings for the 2021 season. So I've already come out with my top 12 running backs and top 12 wide receivers. So if you haven't seen those, check those out after this video. But today I'm gonna be talking about the quarterbacks. If you guys are enjoying the content, please leave a like and subscribe. That would really help the channel out a lot. And also make sure you guys comment your thoughts down below. What rankings do you guys agree with? Which ones do you disagree with? And I'll make sure to get back to you. So let's get into it. The number 12 quarterback in my rankings is Matt Ryan. He's on a Falcons team that's really going to want to push the ball down the field. They averaged the third most pass attempts per game last year. And he's also surrounded by just some really top tier weapons. You have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley at wide receiver. And the Falcons went out and they spent that number four draft pick on tight end Kyle Pitts, who was one of the best tight end prospects of all time. You also have new head coach Arthur Smith coming in, who was the former offensive coordinator for the Titans. And Arthur Smith established such a good offense with the Titans that it had fantasy owners all confused going into the 2020 season. Everyone thought that Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown were going to fall off because they were so touchdown dependent, but really it was just because Arthur Smith's offense was so efficient that they were able to score touchdowns at such a high rate. And so I think it only helps Matt Ryan that he's bringing that system to Atlanta. And when you look at Matt Ryan's 2020 season, his fantasy football production didn't really line up to how well he was playing. He only threw 26 touchdowns, which is so low for how many passing yards he had. He threw for 4,600 yards and only 26 touchdowns. I think in 2021, that touchdown number is going to bump up into the mid 30s. And I think that definitely puts him as a bottom end quarterback one for next year. At number 11, I have Matthew Stafford, who upgraded tremendously this offseason by being traded to the Rams. He's now playing in a Sean McVay system, which has proven to be effective. I mean, Sean McVay took the Rams to the Super Bowl with a high-powered offense with Jared Goff as the quarterback. So if he can do it with Jared Goff, he can easily do it with Matthew Stafford. And Stafford is now throwing to Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Deshaun Jackson, and the Rams even went out and drafted Tutu Atwell. And I do not like Tutu Atwell the prospect, but it just shows that the Rams really want to help get their quarterback's weapons and really just help them out as best they can. And so I'm definitely expecting Matthew Stafford to return as a QB1 next year. Coming in at number 10, I have a guy that kind of started off the offseason under the radar, and then I think has just really jumped up and has gained a lot of hype, and that is Jalen Hurts. In Hurts' three games as a starter last year, he put up 19.3 points, 37.8 points, and 18.6. And in those three games, he carried the ball 38 times for 238 yards. The Eagles have also gone out and improved the offense. They drafted Devontae Smith, which was much needed for this team. They were very low on weapons. They were just pulling receivers out of everywhere. You know, every week they were lining up a bunch of guys that you had never heard of before. And so that was good that they went out and got him a true number one receiver. We have only seen a three game sample size, and I don't know if his rushing efficiency is sustainable throughout the entire season. There's always the concern that defenses are going to kind of catch on to the dual threat quarterback, especially when he hasn't shown really great production in the passing game. So there's always that risk. I think it really depends on how your draft is going. If you want to draft kind of a safer guy, I think you go with a Tom Brady, a Russell Wilson. But if you really want to shoot for that ceiling and a guy who has top three potential, if he puts it all together, then Jalen Hurts is going to be your guy. Moving on to number nine, I have Tom Brady. And I just keep getting higher on higher on Tom Brady this off season. He's coming back to the Bucs with a full off season, which I think is going to help a lot. People forget that last year, Tom Brady came to the Bucs after 20 years with the Patriots and had to learn an entirely new system, learn his timing with a bunch of new guys, develop that chemistry. And that's something that's not easy for a quarterback to do. And they were really clicking towards the end of the year. It wasn't until that kind of stretch those last four games where everything really kind of clicked together, and then you saw it in the postseason. Their offense was looking a lot better, and I just expect them to improve on that in the 2021 season. I'm just gonna run through this offense to just show how crazy it is. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brate, Scotty Miller. The Bucks also have a great O line, and they also went out this off season and signed Giovanni Bernard, who is a great pass catching back. And that was really the only weakness they had, you know, Fournette and Ronald Jones were not really getting it done in the receiving department. They had LaShawn McCoy, but he wasn't really effective. And so now you have Giovanni Bernard coming in, who's proven to be a good receiving back. I think he's going to be just like James White was with Brady, with the Patriots. And I just expect this offense to be firing on all cylinders. Last year, Brady was number one in red zone attempts and number one in deep passes. And I truly expect his numbers to be even better than the 4,600 yards and 43 touchdowns he put up in 2020. And that's not just because there's 17 games. I think on a per game basis, he's going to outperform his 2020 numbers. Coming in at number eight, I have Russell Wilson. He was number seven in points per game and number six in total points last year. The only problem is that he kind of struggled with consistency. He started off the season on fire. You had everyone saying, oh, Russell Wilson's finally gonna win his first MVP. And by the end of the year, he wasn't even in the discussion. He finished very cold. And that's really why I have Russell Wilson here at number eight. I think there's a lot of uncertainty going on with the Seahawks offense. Are they gonna potentially increase the rushing volume, which would give Wilson less opportunity? And the last concern I have is that in the beginning of the year, they were putting up those crazy offensive numbers because the defense was so horrible But once that defense kind of settled down and was playing better, they were staying in games, they weren't having as much success as an offense. But I think Russell Wilson still has the ability and the weapons to be a top tier fantasy quarterback. At number seven, I have Aaron Rodgers, who is coming off an MVP season in 2020, where he threw for 48 passing touchdowns, 4,300 yards, and averaged 23.9 points per game. I do think Aaron Rodgers is bound for some touchdown regression just because that 48 passing touchdowns is not sustainable, but he's going to be a top quarterback wherever he is. And I say that because his future with the Packers is most definitely up in the air. He seems like he does not want to be there and it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. I think if he stays with the Packers, he's probably around here in that number seven range. But if we're looking at his possible trade destinations, the two places that I'm seeing the most amount of kind of push towards are the Broncos and the Raiders. I think if he goes to the Broncos, he's basically going to stay in this range as well, just because I think the offense of the Broncos is pretty similar to the Packers. You don't have a Devontae Adams, but you have some solid weapons like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. Basically more depth that's less top heavy in terms of offensive weapons. But the other team, the Raiders, I think would be a huge downgrade for Rodgers. So if he goes there, I think I drop him maybe number 11, number 12, maybe even a little bit lower. And that's just because Aaron Rodgers is not a guy who's going to go out and get you a lot of that rushing upside. So if you're a quarterback, who's really just a pocket passer, it's tough to be putting up top fantasy production. If you're not on a very explosive offense, like for example, even when Brady was the best quarterback in the NFL, he wasn't finishing as a number one fantasy quarterback just because he's not getting any rushing yards. So we still have to really wait and see what happens with Aaron Rodgers this offseason, but right now he's gonna slot in at number seven. Now at number six, I have Justin Herbert, and he's a player that keeps moving up my board. I think he may move up even a little bit more throughout the offseason, but he averaged 22.2 points per game as a rookie, and that was with having one of the worst offensive lines in the league The Chargers went out, they added Corey Lindsey and Matt Feiler, and then they drafted Rashawn Slater in the first round. So that's a huge upgrade at three different offensive line positions. Justin Herbert also provides a lot of value on the ground, which is something you're going to see with these kind of top six quarterbacks. Most of them are going to provide at least some rushing upside. He ran for 234 rushing yards and five touchdowns last year. So I just think that with a year of experience and major offensive line improvement, Herbert could be in store for a huge jump from what was already a really solid 2020 season. Now at number five, I have Dak Prescott, who comes into the 2020 season with some great weapons around him. You have Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Ezekiel Elliott. And with those weapons last year, Dak Prescott absolutely balled out 26.9 points per game in his five games in 2020. That's an absolutely absurd pace. And so if Dak is able to get back to even close to those numbers, he's gonna finish as a top three fantasy quarterback next year. The only kind of downside I see with him this year is how he's gonna come back from that ankle injury. I think he's gonna be ready by week one, but there's always concern, you know, if he's gonna be 100% of what he was before. So that's just something we have to wait and see. So right now he's gonna be coming in at number five, but he's definitely a player I like. And I could actually see dropping lower than this just because I think he gets a bad rep sometimes. Now at number four, I have Lamar Jackson, who I think has honestly been getting too much hate this off season. He did have a disappointing season last year where in 2019, he averaged 27.7 fantasy points per game and then dropped to 22.2 in 2020. So obviously that's not great but he did end 2020 on fire and he's had at least a thousand rush yards and seven rushing touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. And like I talked about earlier, those quarterbacks that can provide passing and rushing upside are just going to be the most valuable options. The Ravens also went out in the draft and selected Rashad Bateman in the first round, which improves the weapons around Lamar Jackson, which is something he desperately needed. They also went out and signed Sammy Watkins, So i think you're going to have an improved receiving core for lamar and lamar jackson gets a lot of heat for his lack of passing but i mean you guys are looking at his weapons and his number one receiver was marquise brown that is not something that's going to lead to a lot of success so now you have rashad bateman you have mark andrews you have sammy watkins you have marquise brown who's now going to be able to play more of a role in this off season as kind of his niche. you know, He's not gonna have to be relied upon as that number one guy, which I think could really open things up for him. So I think Lamar Jackson is actually an interesting option here at quarterback this year, just cause I think he may be undervalued by some people due to that disappointing 2020. Next up at number three, I have Kyler Murray, who is coming off a breakout 2020 season in the second NFL season. He was number five in points per game and number three in total points last year. He's another guy that has that great dual threat ability. He passed for almost 4,000 yards while also rushing for over 800. And I just think he will continue to improve as he goes into his third year. He has better weapons. They went out, they signed A.J. Green, they drafted Rondell Moore. So I don't see any reason why Kyler Murray doesn't progress even more going into 2021. Now at number two, I have Josh Allen from the Bills. Averaged 24.7 points per game in 2020. Great production for a quarterback. And this offseason, he lost John Brown, but they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. So I think that kind of just cancels itself out. It's not a huge deal. Like I talked about with Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen also provided that dual threat ability. He threw for over 4,500 yards while also rushing for over 400 yards and also ran for eight touchdowns Which is really nice to see at the quarterback slot because those rushing touchdowns in most leagues are six points compared to passing touchdowns which are four so obviously they're more valuable and he's another guy who kind of had a breakout 2020 and i just don't see any reason why he shows a ton of regression from that i think that's the kind of guy he is he's going to be an mvp candidate for years to come now coming in at number one i have patrick mahomes who i think is the consensus number one fantasy football quarterback for most people. He averaged 25 points per game in 2020 and he's just a part of the most explosive offense in football. He is the best tight end in the NFL in Travis Kelsey and one of the best receivers in Tyree Kill. So he's a guy who week in week out is going to have a really solid floor while also having a super super high ceiling where he can win you weeks just by himself. So he's going to be my number one fantasy football quarterback for 2021. I really don't see that changing throughout the offseason. That is going to wrap up my top 12 fantasy quarterback rankings. If you guys enjoyed, make sure you leave a like and subscribe. I would really appreciate that. And also, let me know your guys' thoughts down in the comment section. I'll make sure to get back to you. Thank you guys again for watching and listening. See you next time.